Good morning. Hope you are well. Tuesday, talking blood pressure today. Speaking of blood pressure, we have exercise this morning, two different types, which are interesting. So we have bar at, at 6.30 a.m., which short term might actually raise your blood pressure. So what exercise does. Exercise can actually raise your blood pressure. Um, that's because it's actually a stress on the body. Your heart rate goes up. You might hold your breath a bit more. Hey, Marie, good morning. And that can actually raise your blood pressure short term, but then you get that compensatory effect. 7.15 this morning, we have Tai Chi, which, as one of the ladies actually mentioned, she's actually felt her blood pressure come lower, so she's having to check her medication with her GP to maybe advise otherwise. Anyway, I wanted to talk about blood pressure today because yesterday I shared Terry's results, who's uh, in the Kickstart program at the moment. Her blood pressure has gone from 176 to 128. And then I had a question, um, someone messaged me saying, is it a case of just lowering soul and just being healthier? And to an extent, that that is it. Um, in most people, there are people with tendencies for higher blood pressure. Um, but what I will say is, um, with regards to salt and a few of the other factors that I'll go over now, is salt is actually a bit of a questionable one. It's very much linked to higher blood pressure. But the increase in blood pressure from salt seems to actually be from hydration. For example, you get increased water retention, greater blood volume, and a result, a higher blood pressure. So as a result of this, there's actually a limit to how much salt intake can actually increase the blood pressure because of that reason. Your blood volume can only get so high with that. The retention can only get so high. So then when you look at the link between salt, stroke, heart disease, when you look at it, salt normally follows, salt intake normally follows a higher processed diet, you know, where salt is being added in. You know, is it this, and then you've got to think about it, is it the salt on a Big Mac fries and Coke? Or is it the excess calories? Is it the the exercise that we're not doing? You know, if you think about, if you're exercising, there will also be an increase in your sweat and urine so sodium salt content, so you actually excrete more out. So to say reduce salt, is, a, is an interesting one when you look at the research. Now, for some people that they may be more sensitive than others, and I'm not saying eat salt, but what I will say is that I actually salt my vegetables a lot because you have potassium in vegetables as a lot, which you have a sodium potassium pump, which helps balance it out a bit more. But also for the reason that if that means I eat so much more vegetables just for a little bit of sea salt, for me, the benefits outweigh any potential drawbacks with that. I actually do it with my kids' vegetables. I actually do it with my kids' vegetables. They actually end up eating more because when they're salted. Interesting. And it's not loads, it's just the tiniest bit. So, yeah, Norma said, I don't. I have high blood pressure and don't put salt on anything. Only a tiny amount. Yeah, it's interesting, right? So, what are the recommendations then? Well, generally, exercising, like I said, will help with that in terms of getting a um, compensatory effect with that. Then you've got cutting down on alcohol, really simple things, smoking, caffeine potentially as well. Um, then reducing your processed foods because of the calorie intake and because of the fat loss that you can achieve from that. Not necessarily the salt and sodium. 
Now, it does come down to a lot more things than that, and that's why we kind of tend to go into those free habits in the areas of food to have a look at your overall food at the moment. Is it snacking? Is it comfort eating? Is it that you need more of a plan? Is it the fitness side of it? You're not fitting it into your day. You're setting yourself too many, too much expectations so you don't get it done. When actually we just need to start with even one minute. We've, we've been doing one minute workouts at the moment in the kickstart. And it, and it sounds, you might think, oh, what's the point in that? But actually it's the significance of doing the one minute. It's such a small habit. But because the small habit is so meaningful, aka someone feels so much better. Hey Jane, someone feels so much better when they do it. The result of that is that they're more likely to do it again tomorrow. All of a sudden, they're stacking them up. All of a sudden, they're finding time to exercise and they're getting into the habit of finding time to exercise. And as James Clear says, that is that is the paradox of small habits that we think that they're not they're pointless, but actually because they're meaningful and we're doing something significant that. We know that from research, even standing up from your desk, going for a five minute walk around can improve your insulin sensitivity, which helps reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes, which can help better control your blood sugar levels, increase your energy, endorphins going around. Then you've got the self-care side of it as well. Stress is always going to be there. How we manage it is down to our habits. And whatever's worked for Terry over the last month 176 to 128 will be a combination of things it might be that she's got into a habit of exercising more which she has it might be that she's tried some new things whether that's the stretching meditation tai chi some different things that she may not have normally done with that which maybe helps our breathing which can contribute to it she's now not snacking as much in the evening which means she's lowered her calorie intake especially from processed foods right let's face it what do we eat in the evening normally processed foods is it the processed foods or is it the salt interesting anyway i hope that helps because for me i think it's an interesting one with regards to just blaming salt salt sodium for some people yet they're going to be more sensitive than others depending on where you are now i wouldn't just go crazy with salt of course but if you're generally in a diet full of with low processed foods, you know, a little bit of salt in your vegetables, as people ask me sometimes, you know, if that means you eat a lot more vegetables, if that means that you don't dress your food up so much, with those are high calorie sources, which probably contain salt in any way. And here's my point. You know, we often go, oh, you don't want to salt foods. But then we're, we're like, oh, I'm just craving crisps. I'm just craving this. And actually, maybe if you just make your food more tasty with a bit of salt pepper, not meaning loads here, and, you know, I can, I'll happily, like I said, salt the kids' vegetables and they're way more likely to eat them and get that hit from it. Because let's face it, we do need it. If you're not eating that much processed food as well, you do need it from somewhere. So I hope that helps. It just so happens to be added to most processed foods. So hope that helps. Little quick rundown. If you have any questions, do let me know. I will sign off now as we get ready for... 6.30 a.m. bar and 7.15 a.m. Tai Chi. So make it a great day. Okay, if you want more information about our post-lockdown 28-day kickstart, send me a message and I shall see you soon. Yeah, never smoked alcohol though. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Any questions, let me know and speak soon.